Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. Broads, this episode is brought to you by Article, your one-stop shop to get the living space you've always dreamed of. Article makes furniture shopping easy, affordable, and enjoyable by turning the entire traditional experience upside down. That is right. For starters, instead of browsing hundreds of websites or driving all over the city to find the one specific piece you need, Article combines the curation of in-person furniture stores with the ease of online shopping. And you can find the piece you need in quick as a snap with the help of article also oh my god you guys like every single piece on the website is beautiful you just i i can tell you you are not going to make a mistake if you order anything on the site and because article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you you can expect to save up to 30 percent off traditional retail prices each time you shop and to top the whole experience off all orders over 999 dollars are shipped quickly and free across the u.s and canada but there's still more. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Like I always say, that's a really good deal because you can find some stuff on the site that's like $105 and boom, 50 bucks off. So go to article.com slash chatty and the discount code will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So, when you listen to that, you heard one real click and you heard one fake click, and that's because um, Grayston basically a- would you say that you committed the ultimate crime? That I faked opening my beer. That you already opened up a beer before I, <clears throat> the episode. I mean, that's like uh, well, that's I like cheersing just, champagne at a wedding. That's like drinking the champagne before you cheers it. For me, I was confused it's because not christened. Evan and I were talking about some of the topics that we want to bring up on the episode, yeah. and then he handed me a beer, and I was like, "Oh, it's tea time!" And here we are talking got about it. stuff, and obviously, that's what I do with my bro. Absolutely. And then I just got I got caught up you in the moment away. and excited. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, let's just. Let's just write this one off as just an excited thing. I appreciate that. Yeah, hey, here, come on. Hold up, bros. One sec. Around here, we like to think we know a thing or two about The Bachelor, but you know, there's enough roses to go around when it comes to Bachelor podcasts, and if you love consuming Bachelor content, you have to check out Bachelor Happy Hour. Hey, Bachelor Happy Hour. It is hosted by someone I know, former Bachelorette Becca Kufrin, and it takes you through the final weeks of Clayton's reign as Bachelor. Uh, this season has been a bit of a shit show, to say the least. The promos are teasing that Clayton was in love with multiple women. And uh, I have my theories, but I'm still not 100% sure how it's all going to play out. And uh, I am waiting for Grayson to give me all the deets. If you watch The Bachelor in any capacity, you have to listen to Bachelor Happy Hour. You're going to hear those immediate interviews with people who are right off the show or currently still on your screen. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or you can listen ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. You know what? I want to acknowledge... Let's just just shake hands on that. I also, Evan, I want to acknowledge how brave it is... um, how brave I think you are for coming on and speaking your truth on the podcast every week. 
<laughs> Where's what's happening now? I feel like this this is loaded. I think you know. I think there's a lot of people who think that how well, much your voice is high and it's scaring me. How much you know, fun? And I really. I think how much fun it would be to have my own podcast, mm. but. You know, then you think about actually having a podcast and putting your voice out in the yeah. ether for a, h- a few hundred people to listen to, mm. which is our audience. Same as you. Same. Yeah. And um, you're proud of here, us. Here you are being super. Well, I didn't want to be self-aggrandizing. So I was trying to focus on you. <laughs> oh, that's, sweet. that's very sweet. Here you well, are being so brave wow. to put your voice out there. Wow. What is this? Applaud, king? applaud this. Wow. King. Well, the same goes for you, King. Thank you, King. I mean, this is a this is a dual congratulations. Maybe we here. should call our podcast Chatty Kings absolute kings actually i wanted to call it (laughs) i wanted to call it drama kings i like that too i like that too like that um no i feel the same i like this is we've been doing this now for a little bit and it's like you know i think a lot of people don't really realize that like we're all talking shit we're having fun we're doing this and this and this but there are real moments where we really like dive into our personalities and like things that hurt us and our personal lives and you know, like it's definitely not always easy to like be super honest about things that go down. And, and I think sometimes too, we, we forget we're on camera and we're just having a conversation. And then when it's out there, you're kind of like, whoa. Well, and like we get flack, <clears throat> like personally, where I get mo- in more trouble is with um, like, if I'm talking about household stressors, like if I'm talking about me and Becca's relationship and I talk about something that I haven't necessarily like voiced to her yeah, or like if you're asking me questions about it mm-hmm. and I'm now like exploring it in a different way, sure, sure, sure. then she's like pissed because she hasn't heard that side of it. <laughs> right. She's like, and wait, then, why are you for the first time dealing yeah, with this? Yeah. So that's where, you know, but, that gets into trouble. Yeah, we get into trouble for that. We both do. But I also think there's a beauty, beauty to it because what we're doing is trying to... S- not not simulate reality like yeah we're trying to actually live honestly and there's a thing of like there's going to be things that come out in this podcast that are like honest moments like we're not faking stuff we're not like sitting behind and going like just so you guys know before we hop on this thing we're not like yo so um what angle should you take on your relationship regarding this it's just like we just are talking and then it comes up and then we're honest and then sometimes it bites us in the ass because we're too honest. <laughs> you know? And we're also like we're in the moment and we're not really thinking sometimes. So we'll say like it's it's funny. We had a we had a big conversation of Evan and I getting edited sometimes mm. for our own safety because Evan and I aren't actually equipped to talk about most things. We go outside the line sometimes and we need help. Yeah. <laughs> And so we'll say things that we're not really aware that we're not even supposed to be saying. Um, we will not give examples. I will say for that, our own protection. Yeah, and I would say that the word for that is we're ignorant. We are very ignorant <laughs> on all topics. We are very ignorant. How was your weekend? My weekend. Oh fuck! What happened on my weekend? My weekend was good. I went to. Uh, I had some time with my boys. Oh really? Yeah, that was cool. And then what you guys do? Um. It was a friend's birthday, so we just kind of, they catered a bunch of food to the house. And then um, it's basically just like a big group of people coming, hanging out. Just kind of, I mean, honestly, not much. Like, we just just kind of hung out, drank beer. And then, um, do you ever play Jackbox? No. Jack TV or like, they're these games. Kind of sounds familiar. It's like a, it's kind of cool if no one's ever heard of it, but... um, they're like social games. They're hilarious. It's sort of like a Mad Libs on crack kind of situation. Oh, cool. It's cool. I mean, if it's kind of, it's not worth me trying to explain right, right, it right. at Doesn't all matter. if you don't know what it is. You know what's interesting about games? 
I'm a huge games hater. Like someone brings up game, like uh, brings up game, brings up games. So, someone, <laughs> if, if we're hanging out, right. And we're having some drinks and we're having, having a conversation. And someone says, do you want to play a game? I, I want to freak out and throw them out of the house immediately. Okay. That's my first reaction. Cause I'm just like, wait, are you that uninteresting enough that you need some al- alternative stimulation to like not be a good time, right. Or to be a good time. So at first I'm always just like, dude, come on. Like we're just talking and it's fun and it's vibrant. And then they force me into the game and I'm having a blast. Yes. And it happens every time where it's like two hours later, we're drunk, we're laughing, we have stories for days because of the game. But before you ask me the game, I'm like, are we really doing a game? Oh, dude, you just made me realize <laughs> I just lost the game. Oh. oh, no, there's a secret game. Once you know the rule, I don't know if you're ready to know the rules of the game. Well, should we save <clears throat> that and then play the game? Well, you're always playing the game once you know the game. Oh. It's a special game where if you know the rules, basically you're always playing the oh, game. You can't, you can't talk about the game. The game is to That's forget you that you're it. ever playing the game. You lost and when you remember you When you remember that you're playing the game, you lose the game. And you're supposed to text someone who you know is playing the game and tell them that oh, so they just lost, lost the game. I'm sorry. And you just tell them, I just lost the game. And then they lose the game. And then it's like a chain thing. So it's a game of integrity. I hadn't lost for years. <laughs> <laughs> when this was the moment you just lost your crown i just of lost 10 years. the game dude yeah wow it's a very special game that sounds amazing we should definitely one of these episodes talk about it and get into it because i want to i don't want to lose should. it again so let's never talk about <laughs> okay, it ever okay, again okay. let's never even mention it um so my weekend yeah what'd you do so we me and jess got away for two days so my, random mom-in-law called, not a random mom-in-law call, but my mom-in-law Someone's called randomly. Called. Someone's mom-in-law called and just said, hey, I'll watch your kid for no reason. So she called and she says, hey, I want to watch Ember for kind of like basically a night and two days kind of thing. So me and Jess are like, let's, um, you know, let's, let's get away. Let's do a little hotel, whatever. So we just picked a hotel near mom-in-law just where we could get away for a couple of days and chill. And we were like, just we've been really vibing lately. Me and Jess have been on like a very good vibe lately. And, um, we've been like very physical with each other too. And like, we've been married for 10 years y'all. So like, listen, like it goes, it ebbs and flows Yeah, and you know, kids and stress and stuff. So sometimes it's, we're like in the zone. Sometimes we're not in the zone. It's like, dude, you get, you know, if you have kids out there or you're busy with work, we both have careers and and we have a kid. So it's like, you know, 10 years of marriage too. We're like best friends for life. But you know, sometimes you're not just on the same page We're I'm not even talking physically. I'm just talking like life. So you're just, you're just boats, you know, or what are you ships in the night missing each other, bro? We, we connected in a really amazing way. And we like, we were kind of like going crazy. (laughs) Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, and just that I, 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 like I, right as I was walking, I was like, Go ahead, bring this up on the pod. He's like, totally. Dude, we were having ah! sex like four times a day. What? Yes. In two days, I think we had sex seven times. How are you not like bleeding? Bro, I'm not kidding you. I think we had sex seven times. Are you tender? Uh, no, I we we like, were sore. I, I was like, I'll be honest with you. Like, no wonder get away from me because we. I can't do it again. No wonder you're but in like, sweatpants. Did you, did dude, you remove I need to your, be chilling. Did you remove your ice but pack I was like, before dude, I came in? It was like... We had like a crazy like reconnecting like it wasn't like we were disconnected, 
But like all week we had been really connecting again, just like really zoning in and just like feeling each other and just like talking a lot and just feeling amazing. And that is just like the, it was just a vibe, dude. And we were like 19 dating again, like just animals. That's sick. It was dope. Good for you guys. What's up? Damn. Yeah. I was going to say it was, it was sick, dude. Like, I just want to say like, shout out to, um, shout out to sex and shout out to, uh, Show, shout making out. lots of love. Shout out to getting some nookie. Let's go. I recommend getting it. Lucky, I recommend baby. it, man. It definitely like, and then, then the rest of like the last five days, we've been super just vibing and like in the zone together. And it's even in stressful moments where like, I think what happens when you're um, stressed, a lot of times you like pull apart because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, babe, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Or I'll be like, babe, but whatever, I'll talk to you later. You know, whereas I think when you're a little bit more connected, you then will like connect when you're stressed. Which is like a big difference, you know? It's like the hard times can pull you together. Well, that's when it's like, <clears throat> you, like the relationships all go on like these big ebb and flows. And when you're in sort of like the earlier stages, there's like the feeling of your love for the other person holds this thing of like, oh, when they're stressed, you're stressed. Yeah. When they're happy, you're happy. When they're sad, you're sad. When you're with someone for a long time, they're not like that anymore. Sometimes when they're stressed, you're like, stop stressing me out with your stress. Exactly. And there's just this level of like, you can become very independent and whatever, whatever. And like, but in like we said, ebbs and flows, but it was, uh, it was, it was one for the books, dude. And it was like, you know, when you, you feel you like, we still got it. We still, or like, I still got it. Or she still got, you know, when you're like, all right, I still can pull out the numbers. Let's go. That's the kind of stuff for you. Like, this is only how people like married people get down. Dude, it's also, there's no boundaries. There's no like, we were just, we were just wild free hippies over there. dude. It was a blast it was a blast i feel bad i was gonna say i just feel it feels super lame talking about we you know we got a a bunny (laughs) (laughs) no listen i you know what it was the the other part of my weekend was i like you know i played board i played some come some board games with my friends no listen listen that's normal and i adopted a bunny that for i want to get into that but what i also am working on in therapy too and not even talking about this in therapy, but like, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot for myself in general. It's your self-work. Was like, I can be kind of a snarky asshole sometimes. And I can be a little like, not negative, but like, and I was like, you know what? I want to focus on a lot of the positives that are happening. And I was like, this was a fucking positive last Very weekend. Very positive. Had a blast with my lady, who's the love of my life. And like, we had a blast <laughs> together. And I was like, I want to celebrate it. And all y'all out there, go make love to your person. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you don't have a person, fucking keep Make it out of the, to yourself. Yeah, or just keep that shit out of the comments because right now we're celebrating people with people. Yeah. <laughs> no, or or I mean, honestly, if you want to love yourself somehow, whether it be self pleasure, going to the spa, taking care of yourself, like dude, buy yourself some stuff. Show whether or not you love. can afford it. Freaking eat that stuff that you always deny. It's good to be happy sometimes. I think we have like so many. You know, the other thing is we have all this stuff constantly like all this information filtering in of like yeah all the things we want the most are also now becoming like this like guilty pleasure yeah is like we don't really think about like the guilty construct for a long time but sure. after certain after a long time it really does start to weigh on you yeah. where you're like get all these complexes of like well this thing i really love is like really bad for me in the long run and then it's like you know to deprive yourself of that for so many years mm is sort of like i think about it with like heavy cigarette smokers right sometimes where it's like fuck dude like if you really like smoking cigarettes and you want to smoke them for you know however long maybe have one maybe have one instead of a pack though 
Well, but also <laughs> like, but also we're not condoning. Uh... But there's a million other things. It's not about condoning like, oh, go out and like pull all the pull, pull you know, pull all the plugs. Right. But it's this thing like I think about it sometimes where it's like, man, I love cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I do like smoking cigarettes. I like doing drugs. I like right, do, right, drinking. Right. I like doing all this stuff. A little bit. Where it's like, yeah, you can't do. I can't do all those things all the time, or I won't live till I'm forty. Yeah. But it's like, I can't never tell myself, I, for me, I think it's healthy to have the purge. You, yeah, purge, purge to, is an interesting thing. You got to like release the valve somehow. Yeah. That's how people, that's, that's, that's a way to avoid midlife crisis. You know, yeah. the Harley losing your mind, whatever thing at 45, the way you, the way you, the way you remove that temptation is that like you releasing the valve regularly throughout your life. But luckily, sex and self-love those is are, not is a yeah. good thing all the way around so they do can it more. be and it they re- can be but you know there's also evan i want to tell you there's don't, dangers don't. though dude sex and sexaholics well and, yeah i'm more know, saying it in a becomes, healthy way <laughs> when you become too dependent on that feeling evan sure, it's really we're not dangerous. saying be a sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> um what was i gonna say oh how's the bunny well Mixed feelings on okay, Bruno the bunny. Bruno. We Bruno, don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. That's the number one rule. We don't talk about Bruno. If I ask Ruth, I go, Ruthie, what's the rule about Bruno? She just busts into that song, like on command. Frank also has a panic attack if we play any music other than that song. That they always love those ones. They love the ones yeah, that are the I most. I love the part when they're like, rats on his back. Yeah, rats on his back. Is Ember obsessed with this? She really was. She's at that age, though, where she's a little older, so she's... Your kids are, like, at that pivotal place where they're, like, play that song seven million times. She's kind of just out of that a little bit, so that's kind of a relief. But, dude, two years ago, it was, so, like, one song for so six months. Bruno, the kids were really excited about that name. Uh, um, Ruth is still in her Elsa phase, and so now she wants to rename Bruno the Bunny um, Olaf. That's a good one. Which is yeah, because it's a little white bunny. A little white bunny, so he's like the snowman. It doesn't have the same roll off the tongue as Bruno. Bruno's Bruno's, Bruno's a really good name for a little bunny rabbit. So Bruno is super chill, and then I've been bonding. You know, I'm the I always been feeding Bruno. I've been doing all this stuff, and that little fucker turned around and bit me mm. twice. Ooh, like and hard? now I don't remember bit by a bunny. Dude, I don't... bitten by a bunny, dude. It's not. You see that? He got me. That's dude. enough. A little pinch, and that hurts. I was like, ow, and now I'm like scared. Yeah, I'm every time to I him. put my hand and I'm like this little bunny because my, I'm like I'm trying to be gentle but then you know my mom was talking to me about it of being like bunnies are literally terrified of everything they're prey animals mm. so she was like all their instincts like if you reach down from behind their head and they can't see you it like freaks them the fuck out but now that he's bit me and they're super territorial so if I reach in his cage which is what I was doing I reached in his little house to give him more food and I was pulling his food bowl out and that's when he straight up just lunged forward and bit me because mm. I was touching his food bowl and I was just like oh that's he's the being kind of territorial st- he was being food. so first time he was scared the second time he was territorial and now I'm like well what the fuck Bruno yeah like Bruno doesn't have a brain that's like big enough to comprehend that you, you gotta are, understand yeah, I'm yeah. trying to help you out here he's brother. just like what? I'm just trying to feed you dude I just see this big crab kind of steal my food I don't know what yeah. that is. yeah and exactly. so he lunged at me and bit me and I'm like how are you supposed to have free run of my whole house if we don't have a trust relationship right how am here? I supposed to let you be around my kids if you're biting me mm-hmm. plus he poops all over the damn place has he kind of tried to bite the kids at all I think he has but like they just like Frank I don't know if Frank just rubs Fearless. that stuff off dude he like 
uh, like will belly flop on the cats and then the cats will like claw and scratch him and he'll be like ow ow and but then not actually cry the or moment anything. later that he gets the opportunity he does the exact same okay. thing but he's, he's, he doesn't learn he's from, fearless yeah or just like i don't know what you want to call it but he's just he's determined i'll give him that Sorry, bros, got to interrupt you one more time. Listen, broads, if I had a dollar for every time I felt more tired than I thought I should, or I had a delicious meal that left my stomach in knots a few hours later, I'd have enough money to retire now. Every time I didn't feel my best, I used to turn to Dr. Google to see what could possibly be wrong with me. But you know what? Wouldn't recommend that. No, not at all. There's a better way to use science to find out about details regarding your health, and one of those ways is with EverlyWell. EverlyWell provides at-home lab tests and gives you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an, at an affordable and transparent cost. There's 30 different tests to choose from, so whatever, whatever you want to know about your health, even things you may know may not know that you want to know, there is a test for it on EverlyWell. You can choose whatever makes sense for you. Maybe that's the food sensitivity test. Maybe it's the metabolism test. Or maybe it's the sleep and stress test. That one in particular is very interesting. After you've decided, EverlyWell ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything you need for sample collection. And when you're done, just mail it back using the prepaid label. All it takes is a few days and you'll have your results sent to your device. I've taken the food sensitivity test, uh, sleep and stress test, heart health, They've all been so helpful and informative. You got to just go on their website and check out all the different options. They have thyroid testing, STI testing, so many options. Just check out that website. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash chatty. That's everlywell.com slash chatty for 20% off your at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash chatty. Broads, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, a younger Jess was offered an edible for the first time, and 30 minutes later, she was lying on the floor watching her fingers and toes do a strange dance across the room while two cute dinosaurs sat next to me and sang Amazing Grace. So yeah, that was the last time for a while that I ever tried an edible. (laughs) Edibles just got me too high, or even worse, they gave me a bad high. But recently, I tried something for the first time that, honest to God, got me the perfect amount of high it is so good so obviously we have to tell you about it oh baby we are talking about diet smoke weed gummies which are about to be your new favorite thing okay no joke you guys diet smoke gets you just high enough without feeling like you're too high and the reason is it's made with delta 8 thc which basically in simple terms it's just a less potent version of thc and you get to have an amazing high without any of the bad stuff you don't get the anxiety the paranoia at all. I'll just say from personal experience, my favorite part about diet smoke gummies is that when you take them, I still feel 100% in control afterwards. Like my mom called me and I could still pick up the phone and appear perfectly normal in the conversation. But you know, I just felt a little more blissful. When CBD isn't enough and old fashioned THC is a little too much, enjoy the smooth, smooth buzz of Diet Smoke. And right now, Diet Smoke is offering our listeners a fantastic deal. When you go to dietsmoke.com and use promo code chatty, you'll get 20% off your entire order. That's dietsmoke.com, promo code chatty to get 20% off. Dude, Ember is a um, koi fish whisperer. Koi fish? So... You know when you just go to random places, like there'll be koi fish in the pond. Like you, like okay. So first off, there's a pet store by our house. There's yeah. koi fish in the pond there. There's a mall we've gone to a couple times that has like koi fish, koi koi fish, koi, koi fish, fish in this area, dude. So I didn't know this was even a possibility, and now now I, I realize it is. 
Ember pets fish. What? Yes. How? Dude, so the first time we saw koi fish, she walked right over to them. Okay. There's kids everywhere watching the fish, laughing, whatever. She just goes, pulls her sleeve up, reaches all the way down, and just grabs the fish Shut the, the first time. Up. And all the kids are screaming, like, ah! And I was like, Ember, don't do that. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And then the, the fish swam around and came back. And then she starts petting the fish. The fish would just like come by. She'd pet her. And I was like, what? And then all of a sudden, we're all kind of like trying to pet the koi fish, and they're kind of letting us. And then the other day, we were at this at this um, pet store. This whole th this whole like thing of koi fish. She just goes right in there and just pulls the sleeve and starts petting all the fish. And they all come over to her, and she's petting them on their heads, on their bodies. I'm like, dude, this is insane. She pets koi fish like they're dogs. That's ins that is actually. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I didn't know it was a thing until she she did it. Do you know? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you know the value of full-grown koi? I would imagine very expensive. Insanely. Tens of thousands of dollars. So she's petting very oh, expensive. Oh, they take, they take an incredibly long time to grow. So when you see like... You've never seen like the giant koi fish? Oh, yeah. Bro, look massive. this up. I'm telling you, look it up right now on your phone. You'll be like completely shocked at how expensive uh, like giant koi will go because they take i was sort of blown away of like a fish because they can live a really oh long gosh, time he's like a golden retriever read the numbers Join, they're like snakes too where like the more you sale. feed them the bigger they'll get but they have incredibly long lives whoa four grand that's right tens of thousands of dollars thousand twelve hundred but this again i'm sure like if you go like you can find if you go high end this is just i'm just trying to want this, this is a is quick website but they're all over a thousand twelve hundred to four thousand three thousand like, yeah for just like someone farming just them. a fish so like yeah, if you have like a, a, like these like the you know if you have there's these koi i did look up the lifespan of them i i, I know i'm not talking out of my i feel like I, there's a 50 percent chance i'm talking out of my ass but i'm pretty damn bro if science? I had to put money on my science i'm i don't think i'm talking out of my ass right now i'm gonna I would, koi lifespan on the roulette whoa i feel like i'm right okay so they're generally 25 to 35 years that's fucking long no no, no but the, look at this reportedly Koi can live much longer in optimal conditions. There we go. Sometimes up to a hundred years. There we go. So, so what we're saying is they are the turtles of the sea, of. Oh, dude, there's the, like like because those turtles live for hundreds of years. They're like they're like outlive grandparents and shit. So like there's a whole history associated with koi, which is um, uh, Chinese stuff. But there, there, there's like, you know, old, the original Chinese I would emperor. imagine it's like, yeah, extremely high, like, well, the, there's a, the first emperor, Emperor Qin, who mm. China is named after because he united oh, interesting. all of China after the Warring States period. Okay. He was obsessed with immortality. And because Koi lived for so long. There's a, and there's probably a back symbolism then, then. No one lived past 25. <laughs> no, so dude. They're so like, who's Koi? Yeah, out these koi. <laughs> yeah, like straight up. Yeah, um, that's insane. Yeah, it's fucking, but there's a whole thing of like ridiculously expensive Koi. Mm. And they get to be, they can be fucking humongous. Got it. But I remember reading some article about some um, college kids, of course, a fraternity yeah. got into this where they like made a kid like uh, capture a koi out of their college koi pond and fry it up and eat it and then it turned out the koi was like fucking priceless and like super old oh, and because you, like, don't, you don't eat koi right koi is like no yeah, one eats a koi like fish a criminal act because it's like killing a like, swan 
because it was worth so much money. Oh my god, he's like, dude, this coy's this, this coy's fishy. Get rid of it. It's disgusting. We're la- here. We are laughing at this sad fish's death, and we're gonna have some haters come after us. We do not mean said. it's it's funny that he died. <clears throat> we we're we laughing at the, the ignorance. Of, we're laughing at the ignorance. We value the life of all aquatic animals. All aquatic animals and um, land and, and non-aquatic animals. All animals. <laughs> Side note. I was thinking about this. How about have PETA in our fucking <laughs> <laughs> during during um the weekend. You know we shared a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And we do that mm-hmm. from time to time. We have our own toothbrush, but we from time to time. And I, that was a moment there where I was like, "Is this gross?" I don't really know. I never think about it. It doesn't really gross me out. But then I was thinking about like, I could totally see this grossing out people. Does this bother you? Sharing a toothbrush with... Do you, do you guys share a toothbrush ever? Back and I share... There's no rules about toothbrushes in our house. Okay, so you're on the we same share page. One, I share one with Becca. We share one with Frank and Ruth. Oh, okay. There's just, multiple toothbrushes in our house, but which one you use is like what ones it happens to be in the shower. Do I want to brush my teeth in the shower that day? You know, just that's the toothbrush that's in the shower. Very underrated, by the way. Showering? I mean, brushing your teeth in the shower just in the makes shower. total sense. No, but it's just, it's just getting out of the shower with your teeth clean. It feels like you've you just know cleaned what, every part of you. You know what the issue is for me is I like to watch myself brush my teeth. Really? Because I like to watch all the areas that oh, I'm brushing. interesting. So you miss it's out It's one on of that. those things. But yeah, if I miss out, I feel like no matter how much I brush my teeth, like I, I don't, I brush my teeth for much longer in the shower because I feel less confident in my ability to get all the spots. Got it, got it. But I was tripping out about it because I was like, it is kind of gross. Like if you just on paper... If you're like, oh yeah, do you use the same like floss? Well, our mouths are gross. No, but well, first of all, that's that's part of the point. Is it's like mouths are like some of the grossest things. Like, is the grossest thing on your body, but yet we'll make out and like it's nothing, right? <laughs> but like, do you use the same floss? Like, would you like re? You know what I mean? Like, would you would you like grab her flossing tool and then just start doing it, or would that that's pretty gross, right? That's grosser, even you though it's what? the same thing. You know, uh, so. I know what you're saying. Like, it where doesn't my, bother me, but it's also weird that it doesn't bother me. Do you me. know where my brain went with that? Where? I wouldn't reuse the floss because it's impractical because the threads are all stressed out from her using it. But it's not a gross problem. It would just, it would just break on me. But it's not a gross problem. Well, that, the first place my brain went practical. wasn't the, like, food side. It, it was, was that all the floss, all her floss would be all, like, it'd be, it would be um, compromised. Right, right. Compromised. It would be compromised. Absolutely, the the, the word is tensile strength would be lacking. Would be lacking in which is the most frustrating part of flossing is when it snaps. When you're like, Mm. I've gotten like one, two, three, four, five, bing, and then you're like, I gotta get like a whole other piece of floss. And that whole thing in itself is like you gotta wrap so much of it around your finger, finger. so that yeah, and then you like lose all the circulation in it. It's fucking crazy. I prefer those tools. I can't get all the areas right because when you floss and you don't just need to go up, the dentist is like, you need to go up and like around back and get in these, like, there's like a whole motion with it of sure. how they want you to floss. That isn't just like stabbing your gums. Now, in this. You're right. But it's what gets me to floss. But you know what? This is important. Well, you know, this is an on dental hygiene. It seems to be an ongoing theme in here because we need to remember. Oh something. yeah. We talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I want to remind people that sharing a toothbrush doesn't matter because brushing your teeth doesn't matter. Only okay. flossing does. Sure. Only flossing. Except I'm someone who has chronic bad breath. If you didn't know really? about that. Oh yeah. 
is bad. In the morning, <laughs> it's bad. Well, I think everyone has morning breath. Oh, like, no, 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 no. But it's, death. I can't. It's, like, it's, it's really. A, it's a, you have a porta potty in your a, mouth. <laughs> it's an ongoing problem that I've brought up to you like. Boris breath. I've Googled it too many times. I've brought it up with every single one of my dentists. There are some people who just have like um, chronically bad breath and it has to do. Interesting. It's, it's weird. Like, do you brush your theories. tongue? I brush, dude, I have tongue scrapers. Okay. But I get, um, it's the worst fucking term in the world, but the dentists call it hairy tongue. Dude, my friend, one of my best friends in college had the exact same and thing. And it's just basically like all the food I eat coats on my tongue. And for some reason it stays on. And they were off. like, if you don't eat like a shitload of coarse food, it won't like break it off your tongue. So like even at if the you end scrape? of the day, even if I scrape, but what's crazy is like I'll scrape at night brush my teeth, mouthwash, do all the stuff, even all the natural products, even all the unnatural products, whatever, drink fuckloads of water. Next day I'll wake up and it's like, my breath smells like cat poop. <laughs> you can laugh about it, but you're not suffering like I suffer. I'm, sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the, the fact that you said cat poop. It's like, what it what's smells like. Okay, so question. It's really bad. I'm, Becca won't I'm let sorry. me even Becca like if I wake up in the morning like there's no I'm, morning sex there's like get not at all. away from me not at all if I wake up and I'm facing Becca she'll literally yell at me about like how bad <laughs> my breath is in the morning so I can only sleep I have to sleep away from like sure. my back to her okay so what about this you brush the teeth you uh -huh. get up you do the mouthwash are you good then uh -huh. so it's just the morning okay so it's just the letting your mouth sit that's the problem at least it's not like you know it's all the, the time you know it's the worst coffee and cigarettes it does not no one ever said oh you want good breath do those two so if you already struggle with it i can't imagine but you know what's amazing those two mm. god dude i was you used to smoke cigarettes right a lot yeah fuck dude i used to i really miss smoking cigarettes oh yeah uh, i fully plan on smoking cigarettes again later well you know you're you smoke a lot i think this is kind of a general rule, unless you're like partying or like you've been on some bender like, I think you know you have a cigarette problem when you smoke cigarettes first thing in the morning. Like, when you're, like, in loafers and sweats and you're, like, ripping a cigarette outside. Yeah, but it's the best. But that's when you know, like, this is out of hand because it's like, dude, like, I can't even... Like, when you're getting up and you reek like cigarettes at 8 a.m., like, that's a problem. But when you're smoking enough cigarettes, you don't even smell cigarettes anymore. Yeah, it's just, like, a way of life. Or or when you're smoking inside, now you're in a real whole nother world. Which is the best. <laughs> <laughs> It really you like Pittsburgh. I remember like in Pittsburgh and stuff like there were different different cities when I'd go there back in the day. Like you, there were some cities maybe ten you, years ago that you could smoke inside. I remember still. being a kid and you could smoke in restaurants. I remember smoking sections in the Midwest, yeah. like going into restaurants and they'd be like, "Oh, what side do you want?" And like sometimes they didn't have a table to sit you, and so you'd go sit in the smoking section. Sure, sure, sure. That shit was crazy. Like you know. These lib these lib cities got rid of it early. Yeah. There's an old school place. You just go do it. When I the moment like whenever I'm in Vegas or Reno, I let it rip. The oh, moment I get I inside really the guess, casino. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Becca made fun of me for it, but I'm like, you don't understand. It's, well, it's almost nostalgic then. It's just like you're doing it just because you can. Well, and it's one of the last places on earth where you're not shamed. It's like as Vegas a smoker. drinking in the it's like drinking in the street. You're like, you, I have to do it just because I can. Okay, so there is something. Do you do you remember when they were passing all the laws? Because I feel like you were still smoking. You were smoking cigarettes when I first met you. So you remember when they started mm, passing Very laws. little. So like when I first met you, I was just like, I would smoke uh, like when I would go out with friends. Yeah. But no, there was a good time. I would say from like 19 to 25, like where I was like smoking like 
like a smoker. Like I wasn't smoking casually. Like Dude, I, would, I was, I was like smoking packs of cigarettes like I regularly. Quit smoking, but I used to get super pissed at all the public smoking laws of being like, "Oh, you can't smoke within fifty feet, sure, sure. or one hundred and fifty feet of this business because they serve food and you're outside." And I would just be like, "What the? F-? Like this right, is the, right, right, right. You're on the fucking sidewalk." But I will say. I will say you're this. out and about. Uh, yes, I, yes, but I will say this. I do sympathize now that I don't smoke because it smells so bad. Well, yeah, like you're sitting there having a, having a, having a, like a drink and a steak, and you're sitting there like with your wife on a date, and someone's five feet from you, and it's just billowing smoke right into your like outdoor patio, and you're just like, dude, this is disgusting. Like you now, what, I get it. Before I didn't get it. Now I get you it. know what pisses me off though, and this is what goes on to earlier what I was saying about like vices and guilty pleasures, and yeah. like when you limit yourself and like all this stuff is like. Oh, let's pass all these laws about like secondhand smoke inhalation and all this stuff. But let's not, you know, let's not have more heated conversations about like car exhaust. Well, I mean, obviously now you're in a whole different thing. Now you're talking like money or whatever. But like, I think it's easier to control cigarettes, you know. Whatever, dude. We had electric cars in in 1910. Right, right. We had, I mean, like we're not going to talk about soda or candy or what's in our food. Sure. We're going to talk about what someone does outside. Meanwhile... We're eating these. I'm not fucking saying I'm, I'm drinking Miller Lite. <laughs> and, and I'm taking this. Like, I don't know, whatever, dude. But this is like. It tastes good. <laughs> yeah, but it feels good to smoke cigarettes, too. And yeah. then, you know what? I'm just sick and tired of feeling guilty about all of these things. Hey, dude, really don't feel guilty about things that we cigs. made. Listen, if you want to smoke cigs, feel pleasure. Do you, bro? You know what? Sometimes you need to have those comforting blankets and stuff because life can life, suck. Life can be stressful, man. You need the release. Um, Speaking about the release. Uh, a lot of drama around all this Kanye stuff, right? And, yeah. And obviously, everyone's talked about it to like they lost their minds, and like everyone's talked about it. Which I don't even know what. Right. Well, I don't. I can't even talk about it because I don't know. I kind of like Pete Davidson. Right. Right. And kind I, of. Right. And I don't even think we need to get into that. What? What I? So I didn't. Also, kind of like Kanye. It's kind well, of. Well, kind I mean, of. Great albums. Um. Fucking rippable albums. They're so good. But like. Did you watch his documentary? Loved it. I just loved it. So we just watched it. It was fascinating. Um, and there was this point in there, because he's he's clearly like a very uh, eccentric person. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely like looks at the world very differently from when the, he was young. When, when he signed that record deal, he was like 23, 24. And like when he was doing talking, he talks about music and he talks about all this stuff. He's like a very different person. Like doesn't look at the world the same way, even from the beginning. But there was this one comment... Um, we were we were discussing me and jess watched it and we were discussing this it was like he, there's a there's a moment when he goes um he's with his mom and he's talking to her and she's i think it was she said like i always knew he was called to this you know and he was like yeah this is like the, the reason why i'm alive is mm-hmm. to make this music or whatever mm-hmm. and i thought to myself like do people ask themselves or feel that way about things like i was born to do this like do you have in your life a feeling of like i was born to do this a a thing like is there something if you were to like truly analyze yourself get rid of everything you're doing currently and just go is there a thing i felt like i was meant to do sometimes what what, what would you say it would be um it's really funny but i really like giving pep talks so you're kind of a tony robbins character I um, like a, like an inspir- like a, like a, like, a, like an think, Instagram speaker. I think if there's one thing that I am 
I think like good at it's like getting getting people excited or like um yeah just that like initial kind of pep talk so like when I was inspiring people yeah like when I was a youth coach so much of it was like getting kids motivated to like do things that they don't want to do got it and it was kind of talking about that Oh, okay. And then being like, you know, started with that of like, and then it was just like, I was good at it because what was the feedback I got was the kids were all saying like their favorite part of practice, which is like a room full of 12 and 13 year olds. Just listen, which you can't settle to get this. Getting them excited to hear someone be like, this is why you need to try hard. This is why you have to put effort forward and like confront failure and confront failure when it's the hardest, which is like failure is the hardest when you're, when you've invested in your work leading up to it. Like when you've put in two weeks of effort day in, day out, and you come in and you expect new results and then you just aren't met with what you expected. And that is a usually a pretty pivotal moment in people's like attitude towards the time that they invested of like, this isn't worth it. Or like it's a very humbled person or just a very like centered and grounded person who can take that as like a worthwhile lesson or like feedback to like keep pushing forward or use it as like a measuring stick against where they were or like understand like micro improvement versus like macro and that like how much work and volume of work goes into someone making like a single step forward, especially in something like climbing where it's not like weightlifting where like weightlifting is very easy to get better at the, the, the curve in which you progress is, is very accelerated, especially in the beginning. And then it sort of tapers off for a bit, but the ability to lift more is really, really studied. It's just dedication and like diligence and making sure you don't get injured, but like getting better at something as complex as like climbing, especially in the higher levels, mostly comes down to mental fortitude and your approach towards mistakes and your approach towards like how you self-evaluate and find a feeling of self-worth when you feel like you're plateauing in your performance for months and months and months or even years till you have like a new breakthrough Mm. and talking to middle school kids about like building up a resilience to that, to prepare them for life. I mean, how many middle schoolers are hearing that? And then if you're someone who can actually get them to listen to it, and understand like what you're doing in this environment will prepare you to pursue your dreams and yeah, it's, your future. It's multidimensional. See, I'm getting to you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I all... think I'm pretty, I think that's one thing I was, I love engaging with kids mm. on that level. I think I was, I, I just, if that, if you were asking me legit, like what's one thing that you were yeah. like, feel like, oh, there's a thing on that. Like, like, oh, do I feel like I was put here for a reason? To, like, I would never go there. But if it's like, okay, right, what's the unequivocal skill I feel like I mm. do have? It's like, I think like connecting or relating with kids on that level of understanding, like how to talk to them about that kind of stuff. And I'm sensing a segment. I'm sensing a, I bring problems per my personal problems to this podcast and you give me a pep talk. on Oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the pep talk corner. And yeah. I go, hey, here's what I'm thinking this week. I'm struggling with this, this, and this. Do you have any pep talk words for me? Some Tony Robbins words. And you can kind of, you know, we could walk through it. I love that. I do. I think you are very good at that. And I, I think that's really cool that you identify that as a skill too. Because I think <clears throat> a lot of people don't. A lot of people would, if they are good at it, they would just think like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just helping people. You know what I mean? They're not going to like quantify it as like an th- actual skill in that way. But obviously 
we see it through so many inspirational well, speakers or, 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 you know, it's people funny. Who are, like we do, we sort of like make fun of it. The older we get of like, if someone has a positive attitude or like, kind of like gases you up a little bit, it's sort of like, we have like a weird thing towards being like, you don't do that. Or well, like, dude, to be honest with you, not me. Like, I love that shit. Like you like it. I'm not, up? I'm not like a big, like, I don't like have all these inspirational, like, um, I don't, I don't have like a lot of, but I, but I'll straight up like save quotes that I'll see and just be like that, that, that really got me in a mood today. So, cause like, I, I realized that like most of life is not actually making big steps, right? That's what you're talking about, but it's like just getting your mind right so that you can think clearly. Cause it's like most of it, it's like, you know, you know what, um, is, is, uh, I don't know if, I know it's a quote, but the, the concept that really helps me is like, take your own advice. It's, it's like, it's fairly simple life is fairly simple how to deal with the problem is fairly simple how to deal with a problematic person how to deal with good things bad things it's like it's fairly simple the problem is, is we overcomplicate it by confusing ourselves with all this emotion and all this all these uh, frustrating feelings where it's like if something comes up i just go what would i tell someone to do about this yeah and it's like oh it's fairly clear just do this this and this but because i'm wrapped up in it i'm like overcomplicating it for me, why I like inspirational things and inspirational quotes and inspirational speakers is because they're kind of like just boiling down the basics again and you're just they're reinterpreting it for you in a new way so that you can use it and you know what I mean? It's like taking what you almost already know, but you've already you've lost it in translation, you know? Yeah. So I think that's awesome, man. I think that's great. Or Especially just, in your in your job. Or the result of like it's it's weird. Imagine what we would be like as a species if our go-to wasn't like self-deprecation if like our yeah. go-to mental state was to like just be like we're we got this i think that's we where got i struggle this. we're super good or like i feel like as individuals we are all sort of like we all see ourselves as sort of like valueless or like waste of space in this way like um becca's got me watching euphoria with her and there's this line where I, you know, I forget the characters' names. I'm so bad at this. But this one girl says, you know, in high school girls, we're just dealing with a lot. But she says to her, she's like, I wish you could see yourself the rest, the way that the rest of the world sees you. That's a beautiful thing. And I was like, man, dude, like, that's what I thought about when I'm talking, like, working with kids is like, fuck, dude, you guys are stacking so much on yourselves at so young like mm. these kids are trying to be on a competitive sports team and then their parents have them in sort of yeah. like you know, all these music extracurriculars where they're doing like concerts or they're having, I forget what the fuck you call it when you play your instrument in front of a bunch of people, but they're just doing like, like a, all the college prep crap. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. And they feel like the weight of their entire life is going to be dictated by like how many languages they were able to learn, how many things that they could become proficient at aside from like achieving like a 3.7 to a 4.0. You got to have and, an internship and you got to have a this and a that and, and extracurriculars and doing all this shit. When it's just like, man, dude, at the end of the day, like all that is really going to determine your ability to succeed in life is like your own attitude about yourself. Some people are really good at motivating themselves through like deprecation. But ultimately, I think you got to believe in yourself or like believe in your dreams enough to deal with the failures mm -hmm. or to deal with the pushback. And one of the big things I'd be like is stop telling yourself that you're not enough or that like you don't have value on this thing or what anything associated with that because like there's plenty of people in the world who are going to do it for you 
Mm. Especially like as you get older, when you're young, everyone's like, "What do you want to be when you yeah. grow up?" And you can have a room full of kids, be like, "I want to be a fucking astronaut. I want to be like a whatever." And everyone's like, "You can do it if you believe in yourself." And then all of a sudden, you hit this age where they're like, "Bro, like you're not gonna do that. That's embarrassing that you said that out loud. That's yeah, pathetic. Like, be practical. That's hilarious. Whatever, yeah. You want to do that? Like that's laughable or whatever. Like except for the people that are astronauts." Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, I was that kid too. And I and just then, did it. Yeah. And it's like, I always just thought like, man, how do you fucking, as a coach, I was just like, how do you get a kid to like, not go into that trap that I myself was guilty of or whatever. And that's, mm. I don't know. No, it's beautiful, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot of, especially at a young age, like I know for me, I had people in my life when I was younger that like, did the opposite for me and then also did that positively so like i had the, i saw both sides of like the people that shot me down because I, I was definitely that kid like i was an astronaut but like i was always just the kid that didn't have aspirations to do anything quote normal like i just didn't so like i always was really inspired by like creative people and those type of things and wanting things to be jobs that i didn't even know were jobs yet and things like that do you ever think of those people who brought you down and be like i'm gonna succeed just to fucking piss you off or just like in the back of your head you're like you get all of a sudden you remember something that that person said to you and you're like man fuck you i'm gonna succeed at this you know it's it's interesting no because i a lot of people that um didn't that 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 gave me that negative vibe when it came to things i wanted they did it out of a good out of a good heart like it wasn't like uh, they're trying to push me down they were just like hey i know the world's tough out there and like this is gonna hurt it's gonna hurt you more to pursue this than it will help you you should just get a normal job kind of thing so for me, it was never, I never felt like people were malicing, like Lee trying to shut me down. It was always like a, Hey, this is like dangerous. You're going to wake up and be in a bad spot or you're going to regret this or whatever. So it was almost like, and I knew what, what it was, was just, they never took the risks. They never tried the thing. So then they, you know what I mean? Like out of their own fear, were putting it on me. Always. And, um, I think that's why, like for me, like I look at my life and I look at my job and what I do and I go, man, like. I feel so lucky that like I was able to make a job out of like things I didn't know were jobs and like be able to just create for a living and like, you know, do that kind of thing. Or just, you know, giving yourself permission to not succeed. Yeah. I think think that's that's a big thing too, is like, I wasn't always obsessed with like winning. I was just obsessed with like doing what I love to do and like figuring out a way to survive. And then also, and then, and then like success comes or it doesn't, but like, I feel lucky enough that it did come and it's like, so now I'm able to live a life that I like and do what I love to do. And I'm kind of like, man, I feel so lucky in that way. But also like I worked really fucking hard and like, because I, it didn't feel like work to me. Like I just, every day I woke up and I was just like, I love what I do. So it's like, I'm just going to keep doing it because it's the funnest thing ever. Um, all that, all that being said, I just think there's a lot to be said about like, finding what you love and and so for like me it's like when you when we're talking about the kanye thing of like feeling like you're put on this earth to do something like i can't be as specific to like him where he's like i was put on this earth to rap right but like i definitely feel like if there's something i'm meant to do it's like i'm meant to make stuff dude you know oh, man. like for me it's like i know what i'm good at i know what i'm not good at but it's like i know it also just makes me feel alive and i think that's i think it's for me, I'm less inspired by like the what you put on this earth because you're going to be like the biggest at it. But it's more like you, what in what on this earth like makes you feel alive, like makes your spirit feel alive, makes you want to wake up every day and attack it, makes you feel so good. And it's like making stuff and watching it become something is like for me the most inspiring thing, and it, it like makes me feel so good. To when I'm not doing that, 
gotta open it to that you're yeah. on such a high note I when i'm it. not doing that i'm miserable you know so it's like i think that's also another thing too is like and that's a little bit of the plug something act, act you know it's kind of cool to open up some it's of these, literally the, yeah. yeah i mean that's like an extension of that it's like all our listeners who are doing their own thing or like trying to to that extent like especially in business like that's what plug something's about is just sort of like recognizing that hustle and being like remember what is so hard to get someone to just recognize your your effort mm. or give you the opportunity to present what you've been doing and putting effort into like towards a group of people. Yeah. So like I, I that that segment's very special to both of us, um, which we'll be doing plug something later. So yeah, definitely we'll do, we'll tune in for the YouTube. You know, we're getting all sentimental. I think dude watching, if no one's has, if people haven't watched this Kanye documentary, like I know Kanye's constantly in the news and he's amazingly, if, I mean, I would say Kanye wasn't put on this earth to make music. Kanye was put on this earth to stay relevant in some fucking <laughs> right, way. To, dude, be, the man to, be, is, to be controversial or whatever, but it's like, but dude, when you're like, the man is so secretive, especially like in terms of like what his appearances on television, doing his interviews, like the most interesting part of this whole documentary is you have like this unfiltered camera on him at a super young age like he's got he's wearing retainers retainers into all these meetings he's pulling his retainers out to talk to them this is like before the car accident where his mouth got all fucked up uh, I'm, but I'm, he's got yeah. his he's going into rockefeller productions and he's like oh hold on he's a minute like and he taking out his like his fucking retainers out while he's like working with his, his idol and it, he's sitting there going like i am going to connect the dots in this music industry i am going to bring audiences together that have never been brought together before i'm going to bridge gaps i'm going to be the biggest artist in the entire world he wasn't even signed no one even recognized him as a rapper and like his fucking self-confidence and vision for his career was so real to him before his career even existed. And the trippiest shit about the documentary to me is like, he did it. You can yeah, hate right, on him that's for weird. You can hate on him for whatever, dude. The man has Balenciaga collaborating with Gap. What the fuck is that? Well, it's interesting to me too, because it's like this it's it's weird because like we have it's like we, we were talking about this too where it's like oh my god he he spoke it into existence he made this whole thing happen he was saying it at 22 and now he's 45 and it's like it's happened whatever but what's funny is it's like we all know there's a million people like that who didn't make it and we're talking like that yeah right? but so their like, shit was not fired no, they but, didn't but, they were not spitting but hot the big fire. difference is the genius level of yeah. like the ability to actually do it well, but what i found so interesting too was like his he had this weird fine line between not caring what anyone thought and then being obsessed with everyone thought where it's like retainers on like pulling his retainer out of his mouth while it's slobbery on the counter, uh -huh. which is the most like, I don't give a fuck attitude ever. But then at the same time being immaculately obsessed with how he's portrayed, like on that first hear them first uh, thing he does. It was like, it was like hard to track of like, he has a, effortless ability to not care but then also be absolutely obsessed with what everyone thinks about him so it was like weird okay broads interrupting the bros one last time you know up until the last few years i really thought that 100 percent cotton sheets were the peak of luxury when it came to bedding uh, but turns out i didn't know what luxury bedding really was okay 
Ever since I started sleeping on Etitude's bamboo sheets, I have never looked back and am sleeping a whole lot better because bamboo is better in bed, baby. Yes, that's why we made the switch to Etitude's clean bamboo sheets. They're softer than silk, sustainable as hemp, and somehow get better with each wash. Etitude's clean bamboo is responsibly sourced, climate neutral certified, and made using a process that recycles 98% of the water used in harvest. Plus, you'll sleep easy because they are all moisture-wicking, breathable, and hypoallergenic. I promise you, Broad, sleeping on bamboo sheets is true luxury. I have never in my life experienced sheets like Etitude Sheets. I sing about Etitude from the rooftops. If you know the podcast, you know how obsessed I am with these sheets. I give them as gifts because I'm an amazing friend and family member. I can't help it. They're too good. I have to spread the joy. You have to try these sheets. And right now you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you visit etitude.com slash chattybroads, spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash chattybroads. So that's like attitude with an E, etitude. This is etitude's best offer, but don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So order today for free shipping and 20% off your order at etitude.com slash chattybroads. So I think it's safe to assume that pretty much everyone knows that we're supposed to eat three to four servings of vegetables a day or two to three servings of fruit a day. I mean, we all had to learn about that food pyramid at some point during elementary school, right? But trying to apply this to real life, I only have one thing to say, and that is good luck, okay? (laughs) Fitting all of the recommended fruits and veggies in is tough, even if you're able to sit down and eat three home-cooked meals each day. Then add in the rush of life, work, kids, meals in the car, desk lunches, on and on and on. Getting your daily fruits and veggies can easily become or feel impossible. Yep. It's pretty much those exact reasons that I keep my freezer fully stocked with Daily Harvest literally all the time. I made one of their smoothies this morning for the kids and I made one of their bakes last night for the whole family. Like literally use them all the time. Daily Harvest delivers delicious meals and snacks all built on organic fruit and veggies right to your door. Best part is you put them in your freezer. Everything stays perfectly fresh until you're ready to eat. And then all you need is a few minutes and you've got a healthy fruit or veggie focused option ready to go. And you know, we love a sustainable company over here. Their packaging is recyclable and compostable. Their products reduce food waste and they invest back into organic farming practices so you can can feel good about the good food you're eating. So I am 100% obsessed with the Harvest Bowls, which are healthy and fresh, but they also keep me full all afternoon. They're my go-to most days of the week. Uh, But really, Daily Harvest has you covered at all times of the day with things like smoothies for breakfast, hearty soups for lunch, flatbreads for dinner. They even have vegan ice cream for that late night sweet craving. Daily Harvest does make it easy to feel good about what I'm doing for myself and the planet. Go to dailyharvest.com slash chatty. You can get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash chatty for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash chatty. Dude, but his just like, what I think interesting is he had college dropout recorded the whole album recorded for years. Yeah, it was just waiting. It was just sitting. And he couldn't, I mean, if you watch this, when you, if you go, if you haven't seen it, or if you have seen it, it was chilling for me to watch him play those songs for people. And what I thought was wild is like, goes into Rockefeller Productions and it's all these young women working and running. Well, Rock- they, well they were just, but no, that's the funny thing too. So, so I can speak into this quickly into this. I've, I mean, okay, you've I've, walked I've been into in music. These- I've, I've been signed. 
I've been publicly, you know, with publishing companies. I've been in those um, uh, label type offices. Yeah. And what's funny about them is that what made me laugh about that whole bit was that like every office is a different person. And there are people that sign people and listen to music. And then there are people that are just like accountants. And it was funny because he's like, he's like showing his music to like the marketing person, which today would be like the person who runs Instagram for like Columbia Records, who's like, I, I, thanks for showing me this. But like, this has nothing to do. But he was so just like, I'm going to show anyone and everyone that but, like, he's like, I'm just going to show the accountant. But it was the business, the like corporate structure of everything of like being scared to make the investment or take a risk on this person because no one had done hip hop the way Kanye had sure. done hip hop. And now you can't even think about doing hip hop without considering the way he did it and how he changed the game and the way he changed beats and the way he changed production. And he always it, was an interesting guy, like just um, an odd person. Like just even when you see him interacting with everyone, you can tell he's just kind of not operating the same way as everyone else. He you definitely looks about, at the world the whole very differently. Maybe, you know, and obviously he's got his own issues. Um, did you watch the Beatles documentary? Uh, the one, no, I watched a little bit of it, the one that we were recording together and stuff. The yeah. one on uh, Disney. I haven't seen it yet. No, that's the it's the live rooftop. It's the week it's like they're preparing for leading it. up to yeah. the live rooftop concert. That's amazing. I've heard just great to things. see to see the dynamic, but to see who the like to watch Paul McCartney work was like yeah. It's what's amazing to me is like speaking of like a suppressed ego or like just like a very humble person is like you talk about like we all have our feelings, thoughts, and feelings of like who the creative geniuses and the Beatles are and all this stuff. And you think of like, oh, John and all these things. And then, or, and you watch it and you're like, John Lennon's kind of a fucking asshole. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's kind of an unlikable asshole. Right. And Paul McCartney is, is just this, this like, like determined workaholic who was just like I'll composing everything. And he understood the business and he understood how to talk to the business people. And then he understood he was an artist, but like it was... It's just weird to see people operating on such alternate levels. Yeah. Or when you go to the Beach Boys, um, freaking, what's his face? The, yeah, um, Brian. Brian Wilson. Brian, yeah. Brian Wilson. I mean, heroin addict. Absolute. Uh, well, he had bipolar, he had depression. He was completely tortured. The dude was like, he was schizophrenic. He was hearing noises all the time. A lot of creative uh, geniuses are really struggle with mental health. But you can't, br pet sounds is if you look if you if you look up pet sounds one of the first things they say about it is it's the most influential recorded it's it, it, it's it's unbelievable i listened to it literally like three days ago it's it funny you changed, brought that up and it was just like this is on not even real it like, changed sound mixing yeah forever it's considered the most influential like mixed album for rock and roll because it, it, it yeah. changed it and it was sort of like the beatles had that effect Certain artists do something once and then yeah. the entire game has changed because everyone wants to emulate it. Fascinating. Fascinating documentary. Very interesting. I didn't think it was going to be that fascinating just because it was like, when it first started off, I thought, oh, this is going to be kind of like weird and whatever. It's like but a grandizing sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Then like they got into it and I was like, wow, this this is very bizarre and interesting in like um, a look into someone who is... Like, I'll just say unique, like uh, on every level, like uh, his demons are unique. His struggles are unique. His victories are unique. His attitudes unique. Like he's just a bizarre Dude, guy who has who the, clearly has a lot of struggles, but like 
very unique to watch his his rise. I'm interested to see how the rest of it spins. Yeah, out. Yeah, how how it goes because like, that's um, just because the FYI, everyone who hasn't seen it, it's the beginning is like he's he's like 24 right now in the documentary, and he just signed a deal. So like he's not. This is way before Kanye was Kanye, and so it'll be interesting to see how it how it expands. But, well, and I really I'm like curious if it's going to turn into this whole thing of him being like that. It is will turn into this whole like destiny and like god complex i hope it doesn't turn into a glorification i hope it stays because it doesn't feel glorifying now it feels very document just it's straight super it feels raw. like someone else is doing it so which is nice i hope it doesn't turn into some sort of kind of like you feel like it's being guided well i hope like, it doesn't turn into the jordan documentary where like the last dance i don't know if you ever watched oh yeah that. i watched it it was, it was super good but jordan controlled the entire you thing you could tell but I will, it will say, kept it pretty raw though at moments. Yeah, the moments stayed. I raw. mean, like he kept it real that he'd knock Steve Kerr out. But which you could definitely like tell it was like an lame. overall slant of like he's a god, you know. Except what I mean? so when I hope it, it comes into, when it comes into be like, does Jordan have a gambling problem? And he's like, I don't have a gambling problem. He's like, no problem. I just have a lot of money. I can <laughs> I can waste all this money if I want. God, but the guy is the best to ever do it. You know. Um. Anyway, interesting, interesting concept. We'll see how it shakes out. But um. You know what else is interesting? Oof. This last week. Clayton. Clayton. In Clayton. Toronto. In Toronto. <laughs> dude. Oh my in gosh. Aust- I mean, a lot Tria. happened. It's too much happened, dude. It was kind of like... It was like, yeah, they packed like five episodes into one. <sighs> well, we got a new villain, then we lost the villain. Which I was really happy with the Jersey Shore stuff going on for a little bit right there. Dude. Mara the, and Sarah. Yeah, let's, let's deal with... <laughs> is it Mara or Mara? Well, the host called her Mara, which killed me. And then I felt like at some Mara, point, like Mara, Sarah. whatever, anyway, Mara, Mara. Clayton. Um, what did you think about their, uh, like, you know, okay, so so Sarah walks in the room after the date and everything, right? That's how the episode started, was like her walking in and basically like scolding Mara for being like, I don't know who said this. And she's like, I did. She's like, well, um, you know, Clayton basically said that this is just a, a sad cry of someone who's about to go home, which was a monster slam. <laughs> I mean, what a slam that was. Which wasn't what Clayton said. No, which is another problem. Well, but. so this is, yeah, I mean, and these are things with Sarah where I'm like... Starting to go, wait, what? Why did you do that? Why did you say that he said it? And that's where I'm like, that's some young and dumb shit. Mara was very coming from exactly but the thing is is like sarah wasn't wrong Mm. what she was doing what mara was doing was exactly what she said she was doing is like a last stitch effort from someone who's wildly insecure about their position and instead of focusing on their position or their like personal relationship or connection she decides to focus on somebody else who's doing better than she is and throw them under the bus i mean that was one of my notes is like all these women watch the show. They understand that the the girls who get invited on the dates don't have control over who gets invited on the dates, and then they hold them accountable for it. Yeah. When then it's literally what they said is, "Well, you had two one on ones before I even had one," and it's like, it's like that is not her fault. It's not my call. I didn't like tell him to do this. Like it just no. happened. And also, I think it's weird when they're like, you know, okay, it's like power to you, queen, for having like a high self esteem and like having a high sense of self worth. No one's here to break that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really weird fucking attitude when you have that and then you're like, why don't they see that in me? And why do they like that other girl? Fuck that other girl. Instead of being like, why don't you see that in me? Fuck you. Well, and instead, the, it's like this weird thing. Well, or, yeah. Either way, though, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of either of the techniques because like Mara last week spent the whole time trying to convince Clayton that on paper, she's the better 
person, which was a really weird thing. It's like, you can't convince someone who doesn't like, who doesn't like you that they need to like you. And here's why, according to science. And it was like, I'm older, I'm mature. I know what I want in life. And it was just like, and that's why you should like me. It's like, well, this isn't a resume thing. Like you either have chemistry or you don't. So then, so then once she realized she was losing Clayton, she then is like now trying to big sister Sarah by saying, because you're young and you're cocky, she then got real like, dude, she was, she so got toxic with her personally. Cause she also then would go and we all see it and no one likes you, which was like, Ooh, now you're acting young Well, because you're going all, Oh, well no one likes you and everyone's talking about you. And just so you know, you're getting sloppy. And it was a little bit like, wow, like you're kind of being what, you're accusing her of being, which is this kind of condescending asshole. And now you're being a condescending asshole to her. And I was like, not a good look. Like I thought Mara up to this point was like really like a mature, like she seemed, but I, she just seemed like the pressure. No, I'm saying up until the last episode or whatever. Like she always was kind of somewhat like no, doing I, her that's thing. That's why I got to put you in check on that because but she the, was always snapping at Sarah. But Sarah was roast, always her thing. The no, but roast. it was always Sarah. It was always Sarah. I'm saying outside of Sarah, she seemed to be kind of like, a normal whatever but then she just she clearly there was like some trigger it was the roast it was when sarah targeted her at the roast (laughs) and just said like and sarah's joke was legit funny it was legitimately funny it it touched on the old thing and that's the cougars hydrating themselves with tequila like that was it's a great it's a great burn but you know that was such a trigger for her that like the second it hit she lost jersey that's where that like new jersey background oh just like she freaked yeah but it was just so shocking to see her kind of um like careen down the mountain into like almost childish behavior where it's like and everyone's talking about you and no one likes you anyway and it was just kind of like oh mara like it what is happening almost, right now it was like she did all the all the most childish all the like stuff like none of the other no one else went that low to like she was reaching in all of her things of like, yes, Sarah was, Sarah was saying that Clayton said this and that when Clayton didn't, but she was also doing it on like the defense. Yeah. When someone is going way out of their way to like defame her name to this person, obviously out of jealousy and spite for insecurity, which is like, she was totally right on that stuff. And there's like nothing more childish than doing that. And I just like, I mean, I will say this she was the sacrificial lamb to get rid of Sarah because what she did was she set off the chain of events to make the other girls feel comfortable enough to bring it up. Cause no one else was really talking about it except Mara. Mara was like, and, and they weren't giving her a cut on the show, Sarah, a cut on the show to make her look like a villain yet. Yeah. So it was kind of out of left field. Like all of a sudden we're like, wait, why did she hate Sarah? Sarah seems chill, but, you know, and then they would show little bits, but then all of a sudden Mara was like, I'm sick of you. I ain't having this shit no more. You're bad for him, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, it kind of set off the chain once Mara got sent home that, like, all of a sudden, people were kind of, you know, felt a little more brave to kind of start saying things, which was interesting. But what's so funny to me is, like, the, okay, so I had this note now that my yeah. phone turned back on. Mara was saying, I needed to speak my truth mm. when Sarah confronted her of, like, why did you go and say those things to Clayton? She's like, I needed to speak my truth while she spread lies about Sarah to Clayton and just kind of threw her under the bus. And what killed me about that is I wrote down, like I needed to speak my truth is the most ridiculous statement to me because it's up there with like no offense, but, and Mm. then you just fucking criticize the shit out of somebody or like those statements, those like, 
you know what I'm talking about? Where it's those, mm. like, why did you go and say, like, why did you go behind my back and compromise my position with this? Like, why did you go and do that? Why did you? I'm just like, oh, well, I needed to do this. It's like, no, you didn't. You absolutely but she did was not. right. That's the thing. Is like if this was Shanae who's but being I don't think for she no, even no, knew she was right. I think she did. I think what was going on was the show was giving her a cut. I think show was saying was making Sarah look good to create this drama. But I think at the end of the day, the fact that how everything played out showed you that she actually was that she was playing a lot more of a game than we thought she was. We thought Sarah was just sweet and she was being victimized by Mara. How tough did you think Clayton was when he was like, I just don't even believe you right now. Well, dude, you saw it. She was going, the fake tears. Just so, and there was no tears and he's going, well, I've never seen anybody ball with no tears. And all of a sudden she's like, I'm not, I'm not what? And it was like, well, and she's oh, like, well, they're all shit. dried up. Uh, it was definitely interesting to see her be outed because the show definitely kept her hidden like all her antics because then all we saw all the girls go actually she's the worst actually she's the worst and all rat her out to clayton and all of a sudden she's gone okay 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 um what about um this was when i had a little thing mm -hmm. on was um genevieve just genevieve's therapy session dude i have major thoughts on this okay share i think the whole thing was super fucked up. Okay. So, um, you know, first of all, the psychoanalyst was terrifying. Yeah, I don't even understand how she this was, was just like, like therapy or anything like welcome that. Welcome to the place where you will be analyzed and your greatest fears will be revealed. And you're just like, holy shit, that's terrifying. Like the, the, the way that she was phrasing things with like a smile was just like, oh, like it didn't, it wasn't very inviting. But the whole thing was super fucked up to me. First of all, let's set these women up so that they have to divulge super personal, possibly damaging possibly like traumatic shit about themselves to someone they're not in love like they're not actually with yet to a therapist they'd never met and on live television yeah so it's like you're you're abusing what therapy is it wasn't like they had to do a dare it wasn't like they had to say something they got embarrassed by it's like no they had to like open up and were forced to like they were sitting there going cool tell me something really fucked up about your your childhood go and if you don't we're going to look at you as closed off and we're going to let you go. Yeah. So I'm going, dude. So I'm in therapy and I'm going, therapy has been a journey for me. Like I had to meet the therapist, talk with them, get to know him over time, learn to trust him. Then in that process, open up, pull the walls down, work on some things. There's a, there's a level of trust and, and, and guidance there and, and honesty and vulnerability and it's raw and it's like peeling back layers of skin. It's like opening up wounds. You know what I mean? King. But, but I'm just saying like, it's really hard and it like, there, you know, there's moments where you're bawling. There's moments where you're strong. There's moments where you're going, it's, it's a journey to cram it all into one to be judged. And the psychoanalyst, in my opinion, was judging majorly judgmental because she goes to Genevieve. Well, if you can't open up, how is he supposed to be with you? Uh-huh. So she's judging her for not doing it, 
which then convinces Clayton. And I'm not saying she was convincing him, but like reinforces his feeling of like, well, you're too close stuff. I don't know how this is going to work. And I'm like, dude, you can cause like real damage to people by the misuse of psychoanalysis and therapy. If you abuse them, which I believe I felt like it was very abusive to me. It was like, you're forcing people to open up and be real and they have, but then in their minds, they're like, this better be pretty real. Cause he needs to be convinced that I, he can trust me. And I also can't, you know what I mean? And it's like the whole process to me, I thought was super fucked up. And I was like, and then now, now Genevieve walks away going, Oh, maybe she might've done therapy and it might've helped her, but now she's not going to do it twice as much because the only time she did it, she was judged and thrown off a show. That's really, I had a very different, I had a very different take. That was my take. What's yours? Mine was just like, I felt like I just watched her get in her head about like everything she was worried about in terms of like her relationship compared to everyone else's. And it was sort of like this thing of like, she just seemed to have had so much self doubt going into this that then when it was like, okay, we're going to target this thing you're already that he's already pointed out to you that you're insecure about, which is like your ability to open up because he's talked about it with her. Oh, and, and she and said when she was put on the spot, it was like you put her on the spot and she feels uncomfortable. And now it was like, she just saw all of this crumbling and rather than like, see it as this is a moment he wants you to succeed in. This is a moment like you could have opened up in a superficial way. You could have done whatever. It was a pivotal moment. I thought, for her to stay on or not. And then it was like, basically by closing herself to it, he was just like, okay, that's it. But like, I literally had was like, this was the moment she could have turned the entire thing around. Mm. And instead she just, to me, it like, I don't discredit anything you're saying, but yeah. I just hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. But what I, what I thought I watched was just, I thought I just watched someone give up. Mm. And sometimes, like, that's the case when it's like, I mean, this is a competition. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to gauge, like, what's worth it. And, like, I agree with, like, everything you were saying of, like, <clears throat> if you're not equipped in that situation and all that stuff you're saying about therapy and the relationship to the therapist is, like, 1,000% true. Because Genevieve had even said, I haven't got a therapist because I'm just not ready yet. Yeah. And so, to, like, force that situation onto her... Um, I, I, I didn't think about any of the things you were saying, but what I, just from my take, when I watched it, I felt like what I was mostly seeing was someone just like in the moment, what I thought I saw her doing was like telling her, telling herself basically like it, it's all hopeless. Mm. Nothing you say could ever possibly change the fact because all the other girls are so much farther along. Their relationships are more established. They've all opened up. He has a deeper connection with all of them. I'm I'm going home regardless of what happens here tonight. So like, it just doesn't really matter. I and that was like what I thought I saw. I thought I saw a choice. I think you're right as well. I think we're both right. I think she walked in that thing. I think she got pressed and then she kind of thought to herself, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go through this like traumatic experience for this. Like, yeah. And that's why when he broke it off, she was like, okay, I understand. I think Genevieve is the realist on the entire show. I she not Genevieve. one time played by the rules. When they put her, remember they sat her next to Shanae during the, the Niagara Falls date? And Shanae's like berating her and going, you know, I told him 
She didn't bite once. Mm -mm. I can't wait for the women tell all because there are certain things that I always think come out in the women tell all, which is the juiciest part to me is making everyone watch their embarrassing ass behavior. The second are these sort of sleeper personalities who are coming out. No gloves. No gloves. And when they watch the edit that they get, or when they see, when they have to relive some of those moments and they realize this is your second chance to say some shit to someone who like was aggressive to you or was, was wronged you or whatever, like I'm fucking pumped on this one because like I think Genevieve's going to have her platform. She's going to have her opportunity there and I think we're going to see some fucking... We may, we may, we may. Mm. I mean, there's a there's so much to unpack. Yeah, there. And that women tell all. I'm like, who are they going to give like the stage to? Like, Shanae, you know, is going to get it. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to give it to um, Cassidy. (laughs) Cassidy, how are you? (laughs) I've been in the darkness. I was cut immediately. So I've been waiting in my lair to have my moment. Like, you know, you know, the people that like were uh, cut kind of early. They're just so excited for the women to tell all because like they've been off the show for so long. So and they're just out. like, oh, there's my moment. And she'll be like, Shanae, you blew it. You were doing it. You were doing it, my child. You had every opportunity. You were my prodigy. You had the option to pass me. But and then Shanae will be like, I did surpass you. Like, I did surpass you. You were nothing. <laughs> you were nothing. You were only on two. You only got one person eliminated. How many How many of those competitors did I take out? Dude, uh, Teddy got axed. That was crazy. That was really unexpected. Th- dude, I, we, we, I thought Teddy was like a lock. I was like, between Gabby, and, between Gabby and Teddy, I was like, okay, like we mm, like Gabby. No, I, I, I know for a fact Teddy's locked. So I didn't, I, I mean, I don't know actually, but I was like, Gabby. That's what I'm saying. Locked. When it came down to like Gabby or Teddy, Gabby or Teddy, I was like, Teddy's going to go through. But it was like, but, but just up until that moment, I oh still boy. thought. I don't know if I'm going to sneeze. Ah, I think it's going away. We'll see if it comes okay, cool. back. I did think, I just kept forgetting that Teddy could get let go. Like I just always thought like, well, she's, she's in. So who else could be gone? Yeah. I really like Gabby, I me have too. to say. Who I also was surprising to me, who I really liked, who I hadn't really had a chance to like was Susie. Susie, they have that like wifey husband thing going on. Oh, Susie fits into you his... You know what I mean? They fit each other like a glove and oh. she's very like Southern charm wife That's what I lady. do. I literally you know I mean? was about like, to be like, she fits into his picture of like their Hallmark go back Christmas to the small card. town Hallmark. Oh, she... Yeah. It just looked like what you'd expect. Right, right, exactly. She looks like the wife you expect Clayton and, to have. And aside from the looks, it's just like the, oh my gosh, and a dress for attitude. me. Uh, yeah. It's very like Disney princess. And you know what's crazy about that? So do you know that she was a Disney princess? Oh, I can. I said when Becca, when I was explaining to Becca, because she hasn't been watching, he, she was like, "Who's Susie?" I was like, "The one who looks like a pageant queen, dude." And so, I, someone like someone, I saw these pictures online at some point. Like, she was in Tokyo, and she was like doing the like, she was like at like Disney World in Tokyo or whatever, and she was like all they showed her in like all the different outfits, like as like Cinderella and shit. And I was like, "Oh, this makes so much sense that she like worked at Disneyland. They seem to be very compatible in that way." 
Well, they're both culturally insensitive together. I will say that at the end of the episode, <laughs> did you watch? Did oh, you watch the I, extra at the end of the I'm episode? So glad you brought this up of them in the fucking leader hoses, like mocking and then the culture. She was like, "Oh, I think they dance like this," and so the uncultured swine that these two are, <laughs> they were in these, they were in the Austrian, in the you know German Austrian leader hoses, and they were doing like a Russian Cossack dance. Yes. and I was like, "Usually, like this is like very like you're touching on some a bunch of like." Meanwhile, like. The and, Austrian designers just looking at him like, well, and I'm like, of course you guys are just like the most quintessential dumbass Americans. Yeah, like, like let's just mock, here. let's just mock a culture we know nothing about. Just a shitload of cultures, just shit on it. We don't know anything about because we're just like we don't know anything about America. anything. So we're just like let's make up this dance that has nothing to do with the outfit that we're wearing, and then mock it. And then like there's the Austrian woman there who's just sitting there going, which okay. One of the funniest things of like as an American, if like you go <laughs> travel like to europe specifically yeah. is people don't like you no it's and that's they the reason don't like you Th- that they that later host really don't like us that and later host and skit was exactly why they we don't will like insulate us. ourselves with like well they don't like us because we're the fucking best right right and it's there's like, this no. thing of like no they're just pissed because we're the best and there's like a thing this is it's very real of like this like the cockiness Think, but going and tra- traveling around europe as an american is like dude people just fucking hate you no no <laughs> no. and just, then there's always a question about like where you stand politically because right. also like mainstream outlets like the, the the what's exported is sort of like the you know like like we are the rest of the world is liberal i'm just gonna say the rest of the world if the rest of the world could vote the leading vote would be democratic <laughs> right 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 and they, <laughs> humanitarian it's just gonna be like it's gonna be like they a recognition of, of life yeah. outside your own and we're just like and we're just like money 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 right right and right. there's sort of like you know anyway no, it's it's just a cockiness too it's like it don't, politics aside it's just a cockiness like you don't see an austrian person like you know just mocking like someone's culture like you know it's just very american to be like oh later hose and let me do a weird russian river dance and you're like, just like what the fuck it's you know? funny but yeah you yeah. just um Quickly before we before we wrap this up, uh, Serene Serene and him had a really nice day. They were just like they were like chilling. I don't I don't I don't sense like epic magical chemistry, but I also sense oh that like God. they're good. No, but I had notes on this because I was like her. I'm falling in love with you. Drop was a out of nowhere. And second, maybe they have a have a connection that they're not. Clayton, showing a lot? here's Clayton's know. reaction. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like thanks cool. for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that makes me feel so good. That was neato. That was freaking cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, high that five. Neato, baby. I love that. Yeah. And he's like, man, cool. Here's a, immediately rewards the with the rose. Yeah. And I'm just like, of course, this stupid ass is going to get into this crazy <laughs> yeah. conversation, this yeah. crazy thing later where his dad's like, you screw the pooch. Yeah, right. Which also me and Becca were talking is like, why is everyone just like shaming the shit out of him for having feelings for multiple people? Like that's the show. <laughs> right. That is literally the show is to fall, is fall in love with all these people. You know, he's also like so clearly like high off the attention like he's just like oh, oh my god it. this is amazing to where he's using he's using verbiage like you know what i love really love i've been seeing this lot of her lately like he's a coach <laughs> and he's always like oh you know i've been seeing a lot of this out of you and i love that here's a rose like but that's you how- ran those laps really well and your cardio's up and uh, i love what you did out there on the field here's a rose like but, dude that <laughs> is very, like, like that is kind of like when you're in those leagues your whole life you do kind of talk about right. stuff that way but i, I just couldn't believe a the lack of reciprocation for uh, I'm falling in love with you comment, which is the first one we've seen so far. When you look no. at previous, 
There's who been else, like three. Who else has said that they're falling in love with Clayton? Um, uh, what's it? What's her name? Um, uh, so Serene just did it. Rachel did it. Has he reciprocated it to anyone he else? He hasn't said I love you. I don't think has he yet. said I'm falling in love with you too. I don't think I said I'm. Ooh, I don't think he's. Has he said it to anyone yet? It might have been Rachel. It might have been Rachel. Actually, I think he said I'm falling in love with you too, Rachel. There's been. I think there's been three people that have said it. Okay, so now it's I'll Serene. It's been your, Rachel. I'll take your word on it. And it might have been Sarah. Like I don't. I don't. But at least a couple. It, okay, there's I'll been I'll a take couple. your word that it's been a couple. But he definitely. I was definitely not the first one. Her reaction to his Teddy. I think Teddy as well. Really? Yeah, I think there. Like honestly, I think there's been like three. Well, her reaction to him just being like, "Wow, that makes me feel so good." Is she's just like, "Wow, like that went so well." He's his face just lit up. He was beaming, and I was like, "Yeah, but where was the like? I'm falling in love with you too. I'm like on all this or whatever." She's just like, "Man, I said it, and he was open to it, and he received it, and here I am with the rose, and like things couldn't be staying, going better." Staying positive. And I was just like, "Bro, like if I were in a relationship with someone." And I said, I'm falling in love with you. And they said, that's nice. That makes me feel really good. But I'd be like, but usually let's think about this though. Usually on the show, when there's at least like five, six women left or five, six men left, they, the, the, the bachelor or bachelorette generally doesn't say I'm falling in love with you too. It's, that's usually like the last two people or the last three people. I don't care. So no, but what I'm saying is it, it's it's par for the course to say I'm falling in love with you and have the the main person respond and don't Aww. say it back. Just being like, oh. What did you think about Teddy's little speech as she left being the, the whole like, I'll find my, I just don't know if I'll ever find my person. Wasn't she like 24? Like, yeah, you got plenty of time. I fucking hate that speech. All these people are going to find somebody. Like, get out of here. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, good episode, though. A lot of good stuff happened. It was a good episode. I mean, look another good episode for a, a good season ultimately this yeah. is a good season it's been of the solid. show it's rejuvenate is rejuvenated my uh look i'll be real i i was not psyched to do a, to do more bachelor right and now i'm sort of like here's where i'm gonna go bachelor franchise and to everyone who's listening if Shanae's not on Paradise, I'm not recapping it. <laughs> right? Oh, she That's the only dude. fucking way. Of if course I'm, she'll if be. You, okay, if you want us, listen. If you want the bros to talk more Bachelor. <laughs> army. Unite. Make sure Shanae's on Paradise. <laughs> if there's some way you can do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you know what? fucking i'm out <laughs> dude i'm not talking you about imagine it. watching paradise and there's just shanae never shows up i'd be so <laughs> like, pissed what i would literally be so pissed possible? i'm like she's the best fucking thing to happen to the show she's in gonna be so long electric on and i don't care what you guys say if you say that me and evan are purporting toxic behavior because we're not purporting it and we're not supporting it nearly as much as this entire fucking franchise is we're also not saying her behavior is good no, we're just we're saying, saying it's ridiculously it entertaining. It creates entertaining interactions. Oh my gosh. Wait, what's this girl want? Hello? Hey, are you done? Nope. Almost. We're doing plug something and then we're done. We're on. We're live. Do you want to say anything? Um, did you guys already talk about the Kanye drama? Yeah, but we also decided that you've already talked about it enough, so we didn't... Um, we actually just talked I about... I haven't talked about it. We actually just, you have talked about it. You've talked about it on your show. We, we talked about the... Uh, we actually talked about the Kanye documentary. Yeah, we talked about that instead of him and Pete Davidson. But you have your own, you have your own thing, and you also went on someone else's show and talked about it. 
you have to say subscribe to unpaid emotional labor on Patreon. That's a plug something. Okay, except plug something is me and Evan's thing. Oh, sorry. Okay, bye. Send us a package. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to bed now. Oh, really? You're not gonna wait? See you guys. This is what. You're not gonna wait up for me, babe. No, I'm a health (laughs) queen. I need my sleep. You don't need any Love beauty you. sleep. You don't need any beauty sleep, babe. You're already beautiful. Oh, this is just what Grayson always says to me whenever I'm on. Okay. Nice okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. bye. Bye, babe. I love you. <laughs> See um, that? No, no, I love you back. Do you notice that? Oh, that was... <laughs> yeah, she just was like, Do you notice cool. that ice queen? She, you, know, you know what she did? She goes, I'm really happy you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna That's get plugged nice. Something. That feels nice. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Jeez. And I'm the one. I'm supposed to be the one who needs therapy. Get real. That's a huge package to throw at me. Wow. By the way, guys, uh, I would like to take in a moment. If you've never heard of them, guys, Takis Fuego. Fucking so good. <laughs> Alright, what do you got? Whoa, we got like a lot of cool it stuff. It smells on there. good. It's a lot of air fresheners. A lot of. Wow. Some pins. Whoa. All right. Okay. My boyfriend and I love watching you on Chatty Bros. Thanks for watching on YouTube. For those who aren't, go do mm-hmm. it. And we're a big fan of Chatty Broads. Not that we care. Y'all are so <laughs> hilarious. And we love hearing your stories and opinions on the podcast. I'm Heather Edgley, an independent singer-songwriter. I make dreamy and melancholic indie pop and indie rock music. I have been writing, performing, and recording music for many years now, but as you know, being an independent artist or business owner, it can be very challenging to reach a larger audience. Thank you so much for sharing your platform and let us shine on all the business owners. She's included a CD of her latest album and some handmade t-shirts for the Broad and Bro Squad, as well as she's had stuff for all of us. Um... This album was recorded and produced by my boyfriend and I at our apartment in Seattle in early 2021. We are proud of this album. We made it together. We hope you enjoy it. But of course, you have my permission to be honest. You also have my permission to play my music on your podcast if you'd like to. I'm sure you'd like us to. And if it's easier with your setup to stream, you can find my album on all major listening platforms. Her name is Heather Edgley. E-D-G-L-E-Y. And... Her handle is at Heather Edgley and her merch can be found at heatheredgley.bandcamp.com slash merch. Aww. I actually really like her tie-dye. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's the I music, like by the way. Oh, I like her voice. This is a nice tie dye. I like it's a legit CD, dude. This dude, just maybe oh, wow. this took me back to being like one of those. Bro, I feel straight '90s on this. Oh, it's very be a badoobie. Oh, there's multiple CDs. And what are these? Are these stickers or are these temporary tattoos? They're stickers. Oh, that's cool. Good job, Heather. Good job, Heather. I like this. Seattle. Very Seattle. Or I was going to say rainy day. Yeah, very rainy day. 
Go check her out. Heather Edgley. Thanks Heather for sending Edgley. your stuff. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds really good. Um, oh, some pins too. Got some pins. We'll wear some of these. I oh, got some pigs. Yeah, and we played it. Look, we played it on here. You're welcome, Heather. We played it too. It's it actually it's actually sounded really good. Good job, it Heather. It was awesome. All right, here we go. Oh. I'll play it in my car. It'll be in my seat. It'll player. be a jam. It's, yeah, it's very like very mellow. Very like that feel good. You know, really calm. Okay, Tubby's taste vegan desserts for everyone. Ooh. Uh oh. For those watching on YouTube, I just threw those talk. Those there were a couple talkies in my hand. I just threw them back in the bag. Wow, because we oh, got desserts. Oh shit, this looks good. Look at these. Yo, Woo. hey bros, wishing you and the broads a happy new year and more success ahead. Enjoy these boldly flavors, Jamaican inspired vegan cookies. Cheers, Daniel Tubbs, founder Tubby's Taste. Okay, oh, so there's, she's got a dark chocolate chip and sea salt one. That's oh. pretty whatever. Island spice, ginger and sweet molasses. Ooh. Okay. Caribbean punch, grapefruit, pineapple, hibiscus, and lemon. Okay, so we have mango. Oatmeal, rum, raisin, the speakeasy. Dude, these look amazing. So I got here, I got um, island spice cookie, which is ginger, sweet, molasses. Yeah. I have the ascension cookie, which is mocha, oat, chocolate chip. Or I have home sweet home, which is mango, coconut, lime. That, wow. I want to try that. Do you have the taste of paradise? These coconut, are the three I have. No. Coconut, oatmeal, cinnamon. No. Fuck, I'm interested in that one. <laughs> these all look incredible, though. Let's try this out. Ginger and sweet molasses. Moment of truth. Dude, molasses is something. Have you ever heard of the oh, molasses yeah. flood in Boston? <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. Mmm. Fuck. Wow. Danielle Fuck. killed it. Chubby's taste. Oh, look at this. Reheating instructions you put in the oven. Shut mm. the front door. It says preheat to 275. Place them on a cooking sheet. Three to five minutes. Oh my god. As Guy vibe. Fieri would say, shut the front and back door. We're going to Flavortown, baby. One-way ticket. <laughs> Holy shit. These are so good. Really, really look good. Look at her picture on the back, too. So sweet. I'm so sorry to everyone who has an issue with us eating on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, but we're supporting a I'm business. Not done. We're just supportive chewing. Wow. Great, Mark. Great vibe, too. Packaging's awesome. Holy fuck. Great work, Tubby. This is vegan. Mm-hmm. It can't be. No preservatives. Soy-free. Nut-free. This is guilt-free. This, this is, is fucking negative, guilt -free. negative calories. <laughs> this, 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 sign this is adding years to my life. Wow. Really good. I could probably smoke cigarettes for every cookie one. <laughs> for every single, she's not saying it, but I'm saying it for every one of the cookies you eat. This is not true. <laughs> you can smoke a cigarette, and it's a negative. There's a it's a neutral. It cancels you. It, you it cancels gain a year it out. your life. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. Dude, we will fucking so Tubbies good. and Heather Edgley. Thank you for sending in that stuff. Awesome. Thank you guys. We will ingest both things. Oh my god. We love god. you so much. Great episode. Good talks. Peace and love. Chat soon. Yeah. Say whatever. say it like if I was to say I love you. It's chat soon. You really want me to say it? No, you gotta say if I say chat soon, you go, thank you for saying that. Thanks for saying okay. We're just <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Chat soon. All right, bye you guys. Thanks for saying that. <laughs>